Hello, hello, hello. We are Daichi, Solomon Adwa, Adwa and Solomon. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore and culture. That's right. So thank you for taking time out to explore this amazing world with us. It's been a few months since our last episode. Yes. But we say this every time. It's because we've been busy this time. (laughs) (laughs) We had our very first exhibition, African Odyssey, um, in South Bank in London, which was great. It was amazing. It was um, so good to, you know, be out there. Yeah. With people. And talk to people. Touch and, the grass and all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've also been on other podcasts. So um, we got invited on Swinging Palm Trees podcast. And that was really great. Yeah, um, that, was, that, was that was fun. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. So lots, check that out. Lots of good questions. Yeah, lots of great questions about everything. Art, mythology, everything. Spirituality. It was Culture. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also more recently Dine with the Divine um, That one's not out right now As of recording um, The Swing and Palm Trees one is out But Dine with the Divine I think she said it'll be out in October So look out for that Yeah, because that um, was really fun as well That was great, yeah. yeah Talked about food as well Talked a lot about our favourite foods A lot about fufu um, Obviously about um, mythology as well So that was great um, A bit about Ghana She told us about the, is it the gin. Oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. It's a special gin. Yeah, it was, it was a special gin type thing that only affects women. Listen to the episode because it was so interesting. Yeah, it was it really very was. interesting. Um, yeah. Anything else you got to say for yourself? Oh, we've been away. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, you know, lots of work related stuff and all of that. So it's just been a busy time. Yeah. Busy time. When he says work related, he means architecture, right? Yeah. 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 So this week, we'll be telling you about some folktales about nature, following on from our last episode, Guardian of the Natural World. So if you haven't listened to that, maybe go give it a listen, you know? Or if you have listened to it and it's been two months, listen to it again. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> just to refresh I, I, your I literally listen to these episodes like over and over again. Just really? to Yeah, to like solidify the knowledge. Because it's not nice. like one of those things without rewatch or replay value. Yeah. Like you actually learn a bit more or retain a bit more knowledge when you listen to it again. Anyway, let's get further, into you... it. So, Solomon, you're going to go first and tell Ooh. us your folktale to do with nature. To yes. do with nature. Yes. The, the theme is very loose. <laughs> so, um, the folktale I'm going to tell you today is from Zimbabwe and um, of the Shona people um, of Zimbabwe. And so, one name that resonates powerfully within the Shona, and, um, Shona pantheon is Ziva Guru. Um, the esteemed earth goddess and today we'll you know tell you a bit more about her and a story that i really found interesting or folklore folktale that i found really interesting about her so who is ziva guru i hope i'm saying that right because i could i could be saying that at least you're trying um, ziva guru is a um a deity shared amongst a few zimbabwean tribal systems um including the kore kore um, whose name is in the literal so <clears throat> lost my voice there <laughs> okay um, so the name Zivaguru um, in a literal sense means the great pool or lake um, so this mother earth goddess um, was of the Shona speaking people um, so she's an earth goddess kind of like Asasiya uh, yes um, um, and also to do like... with like um, water as well okay cool um, the story that I'm going to tell is sort of similar to one of like Oshun, 
Oh, interesting. All right. Um, but you, when I say it, maybe you'll be able to draw the parallel that I'm um, talking about. Okay, so the folk tale goes like this. Amid the constellation of deities that grace the Shona pantheon, Ziva Guru shines bright. Her name evokes the imagery of the great pool or the great lake. So let's dive deep into the myths of this earth goddess and lessons she teaches. So Ziva Guru wasn't just an earth goddess. She's also the, the sovereign of the night's velvety darkness. She dances with the clouds, whispered to the rain and conversed with every stream that managed through her dominion. That meandered. Damn. Yeah, that is oh, meandered. Cool. Did I say the wrong word? You said mannered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And while her reign was mighty, it was her benevolence that endeared her to her people. Whenever the skies roared and the clouds wept, it was her doing. And with her twin golden sunbirds, she orchestrated the majestic rise of the sun bathing the land in warmth and hope. In the heart of an ancient lake stood her palace, a testament to nature's wonders. Surrounded by lush meadows and dense forests, she often strolled sipping from her magical cornucopia that never ran dry and fulfilled her every wish. Have you heard of, corn- of a cornucopia before? I You mentioned it in one of these podcast episodes. But yeah, I it's like yeah, a... It's like- Horn type yeah thing. i remember you because i didn't know what it was so i asked you yeah. to explain and then yeah yeah and there's something in greek mythology that when you blow on it like food or mm-hmm. something comes out of it yeah um yeah so but as the age-old adage goes wherever there's light shadow lurks the sky god's son nosenga with eyes green with envy coveted D- zivaguru's bountiful lands and endless treasures. Aware of Nusenga's intention, Zivaguru cloaked her wealth in a thick blanket of fog. But Nusenga, armed with a mystical ribbon, pierced through the fog, eventually setting his sights on her resplendent palace. Determined to possess all, Nusenga plotted an insidious trap. He ensnared her radiant sunbirds extinguishing sun's golden glow from the land a move that not only trapped zivaguru but also cast a veil of darkness upon the realm so that's a picture of um him stealing the two sunbirds Mm -hmm. um it's yeah yeah sound there for listeners (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah it's a picture of of a guy sort of trapping two golden birds yeah um so enraged, heartbroken, but undefeated, Zivaguru chose to act. She withdrew, but not before reclaiming her lake, asserting her dominion over the waters and the rains. In her parting words, she laid a curse upon Nusenga. Her proclamation echoed with the wind, declaring that his reign would be imperial, and in stealing her sunbirds, he condemned the lands to relentless sunlight. Without her, the rain would forsake the land, leaving it parched and barren. And thus, Zivaguru vanished, yet her legacy endured. And to this day, during dry spells, her people raised their voices, calling out to her, beseeching the return of the rains. Wow. Yeah, so that's why I said that it's sort of like that Oshun story, you know, with the one where 
um, like 16 Orishas were sent to the earth and Oshun was the only female yes, one. Yeah. And they sort of like said, oh, we don't need you. We don't need you, yeah. And yeah. she flew up to the moon and took all the sweet waters of the earth with her. Yeah. And then obviously nothing grew. Yeah. So I just thought it was really cool how it had those um, Same parallels. Elements, yeah. 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 yeah, it's really cool. I liked it. So that's my little folk tale. Little Great. Folk. Thank you. You're very welcome. Now, what have you got? Um, so mine is a small, short folk tale from the Akan people of Ghana. Um, okay. And I'm just going to read it straight from the book today. <laughs> <laughs> and it is called How Mushrooms First Grew. What book are you talking about? Here? Oh, um, the book is called West African Folk Tales. It's one of our um, key books whenever we do like recommendations. And yeah. it's um, edited by Jake Jackson. Yes. You can get it on Amazon. They also have East African and just African as well. I'm sure they have more, but that those are the, the ones that we have right now. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. Um, so it's called How Mushrooms First Grew. Long, long ago, there dwelt in a town two brothers whose bad habits brought them much trouble. Day by day, they got more deeply in debt. Their creditors gave them no peace, so at last they ran away into the woods and they became highway robbers. Disclaimer, this folktale is a bit weird. (laughs) It's a bit weird, okay. Not weird, but you'll see, okay. Okay. Not weird like you should be alarmed, but just weird like, huh. Okay, anyways. So yeah, the brothers... I don't know what to expect now. (laughs) The brothers um, obviously then debt and they ran away to the woods. Okay. So they became highway robbers, but they were not happy. Their minds were troubled by their evil deeds. At last, they decided to go home, make a big farm and pay off their debts gradually, which makes sense. Mm. They accordingly set to work and soon had quite a fine farm prepared for corn. As the soil was good, they hoped the harvest would bring them so much money. Unfortunately, the day, unfortunately, that very day, a bush fowl came along. I think it's just like a bird. Bush fowl. Bush fowl. Fowl, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, being hungry, it scratched up all the newly planted seeds and ate them. Mm. The two poor brothers on arriving at the field next day were dismayed to find that all their work was wasted. They put down a trap for the thief and that evening the bush fowl was caught in it. The two brothers, when they came and found the bird, told it that now all their debts would be transferred to the bird because <laughs> it had robbed them of means... <laughs> Fair enough. Because it had robbed them of the means of paying the debts themselves. So they gave the debts to the bird, basically. I didn't know that was an option. Honestly, can someone like, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, no, no one do anything. <laughs> I'll pay my student loan, it's fine. <laughs> Just need to find a bird. Yeah. <laughs> if you see me in a forest with a bird, don't ask questions. The poor bird in great trouble at having such a burden thrust upon it made a nest under a silk cotton tree. There it began to lay eggs, meaning to hatch them and sell the young birds for money to pay off the debts. Mm -hmm. So a terrible hurricane came, however, and a branch of the tree came down. All the eggs were smashed. As a result, the bush fowl transferred the debts to the tree as it had broken the eggs. Um, (laughs) I don't know about that, you know. (laughs) So the silk cotton tree was in dismay at having such a big sum of money to pay off. It immediately set to work to make as much silk cotton as it possibly could that it might sell it. Um, So an elephant, not knowing all that had happened, came along. 
Seeing the silk cotton, he came to the tree and plucked down all its bearings. By this means, the depths were transferred to the poor elephant. The elephant was very sad when he found what he had done. He wandered away into the desert, thinking of a way to make money. He couldn't think of any. As soon as he stood quietly under a tree, a poor hunter crept up. This man thought he was very lucky to find such a fine elephant standing so still. He at once shot him. Just before the animal died, he told the hunter that now the debts would have to be paid by him. <laughs> the hunter was much grieved when he heard this, as he had no money at all. So a quick pause. This reminds me of, did you watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid? No, I didn't. You know the cheese touch? Oh, you didn't watch it, no, so you wouldn't know. It. it reminds me of the cheese touch in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> please, please, please explain to us the cheese touch. So, if I remember correctly, <laughs> the cheese, cheese touch. Um, so Diary of a Wimpy Kid is like this movie based on books i used to mm-hmm. read the books and i love the movie and it's like um a wimpy kid and it's like kind of high school but the year seven kind of thing yeah, okay. so the cheese touch is um when secondary school the cheese touch is when somebody <laughs> touches you i don't know how it first happened i think because someone touched moldy cheese or something i don't know but it's like so they had the cheese touch mm. and you can only get rid of it when you touch someone and I think their hands aren't crossed or something like that. Right. So it means they have the cheese touch. And when you have the cheese touch, no one can go near you. So it's like, right. imagine high school, no one can go near you because you have the cheese touch. And like, yeah. Right. So okay. there was this one summer, me and my siblings and my cousins played the cheese touch. Right. <laughs> and okay. we, yeah, it was fun. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Just something that's like, keep, keep um, being, keeping, being, keeping English, please. Something that's like being passed down like over and over again, like there's an endless cycle. Someone gets this debt, someone gets this debt, someone yeah. gets this debt. It reminds me of a really weird movie. It follows. Yeah. Oh, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's also like that. Okay, that cool. movie is weird. Okay. If you don't know it, it's fine. <laughs> We're not gonna explain it. Don't watch it, please. <laughs> don't watch it. Okay, I forgot about that movie. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, so now the hunter has the debt. So he walked home wondering what he could do to make enough money to pay these debts. In the darkness, he couldn't see the stump of a tree which the overseers had cut down on the road. So he fell and broke his leg. By this means, the debt was transferred to the tree stump. Damn. I feel like that was his problem, but anyway. Not because the tree stump had been cut down. Like Anyway, sorry. Not knowing this, a party of white ants came along the next morning and began to eat into the tree. When they had broken it nearly to the ground, the tree told them that now the debts were theirs as they had killed it. The ants, being very wise, held a council together to find out how they could make money. They decided each to contribute as much as possible. The proceeds of one of their young men would go to the nearest market and buy pure linen thread. This they would weave and sell and the profits would go to help pay the debts. So this was done from time to time and all the linen in the stock was brought and spread out in the sunshine to keep it in good condition. When men see this linen lying out on the ant hills, they call it mushroom and gather it for food. Oh. Yeah, the story was how mushrooms first grew. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't, you can't stop it there. Yeah, that's it. Wait, but they didn't make the money then, did they? Well, technically, they gave us mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's their debt. Paid? Okay. Because okay. mushrooms grow and people pick them up for free. Okay, 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 fair enough. Yeah. So, so they're still making those mushrooms, mushrooms yeah, fair enough. But I also refuse to believe that mushrooms are linen thread because we eat, unless it's I like mean, edible, 
let's not think about it too much. Possibly, yeah, because you know, honey is whatever made from by bees. But it's not linen. Linen is a natural material. I'm just saying it's a byproduct. I mean, they're saying they they make it. Okay, first. It's but what this story sense. also taught me is that ants are clearly the smartest um, creatures. Nah, they were just lucky that no one killed that guy on the way to the market. Yeah, but they were the only ones that took the debt and spread it across the whole of the ants colony and said, okay, let's do something about this. Yeah, I know, but then they gave it to one guy and anything could have happened to that one yeah, guy. Yeah, but besides that fact, I'm seeing how <laughs> the elephant didn't go to the herd of elephants to say, oh, well, let's divide this. And make it all our problem. Fair enough. Fair the enough. man didn't do that. Fair enough. The bird didn't do that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's a very what's the word? Um, community communal, communal mm-hmm. creatures, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so that's how mushrooms first grew. I initially put this story because I thought, yeah, it's to do with like, you know, mushrooms yeah, growing. That's the earth. That's stuff. But it just went left and left and left. But yeah. So interesting cycle of debt. Yeah. Um, yeah, one that's probably relevant to today. Somehow. Yeah. Again, if you see me in the forest, then what? Guinea fowl. <laughs> um, was it guinea fowl? A uh, forest fowl. Uh, uh, Mind your yeah. business. <laughs> Mind your damn business. <laughs> that was great. And that's all from us. We hope you've enjoyed this minisode. Let us know how you found this minisode by leaving a review. And um, yeah. Yeah, and you can stay up to date with us and what's going on in our studio by following us on TikTok and Instagram at adechi.atelier to stay up to date with that process. And also you can follow us on YouTube as well. Subscribe to us, sorry. Yes. Adechi.atelier as well because we're starting to kind of work on our YouTube a bit more. So it'd be great if... If you like this, you'd love our YouTube because yeah, we started yeah. a series where we talk about um, Marvel's connections to mythology and African mythology. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. really fun and super interesting, and we got a whole book for it as well. Yeah, so, so we bought a book, guys. So you better better come and support. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, super interesting. So the first episode is already out, and that's kind of um, Solomon telling us about the Orishas and you know who they are in the Marvel universe, and then the next episode will be me telling you about. Storm and Aurora Monroe. Monroe, otherwise known as Storm, and you know a lot of people liken her to Oya, the Orisha. A ladybird is in the studio, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, um, subscribe to us on YouTube and have a look at our videos and comment there too, so we know what you guys want. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Please do. Um, so thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this tiny bite-sized treat of an episode. And until next time, and as always. Thank you for taking the time to explore in the wonderful, wonderful world, world of African mythology, mythology with us. Your host, Adrian Solomon. Solomon and Adrian. That's not a ladybird. <laughs> <laughs>